Hi, it's Ben from Cherry Publishing Forever Entertainment, working on Panzer Dragoon Remake, and you're listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC, and each episode I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their passion for Sega. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming another episode of the show. I hope you guys have been doing well. I hope you've been taking care of yourselves, your family. We're living in uncertain times and we should do all that we can to protect ourselves, our loved ones and everyone else as well because we're all in this together. I hope this episode of the show and past episodes, future episodes can bring some joy into your lives, can help you cope with this trying situation and I hope at least I can entertain you and inform you on stuff that you love and stuff that I love like Sega games. Last week we had a special episode, it actually uh, came out a few days later than usual because we took part in Radio Sega's 10 years live event with a special roundtable dedicated to 10 years of live shows over on radiosega.net. If you missed that, please go back and, and check it out. It's a great chat with Resident SD, with Green Viper 8 and with Andy. And we play a, a, an excellent and very fun Sega Lounge challenge with them as well. But this week we're back to regular shows. Uh, if the times that we live in can be called regular. Uh, but a regular show on the Sega Lounge means a great show also. So that means we have another great guest. And there's a very funny story about this week's guest and this week's interview. March 10th marked the 25th anniversary of the release of Panzer Dragoon, and I was completely unaware of it. However, by pure luck and coincidence, the day before, March 9th, I interviewed Benjamin Ensomme, who I will henceforth call Ben, from TA Publishing, part of the Forever Entertainment Group and producer of the upcoming Panzer Dragoon remake. What better way to celebrate the anniversary of the original game than to talk to one of the key people behind its remake? Listen in as I learn more about Ben's origin story, discuss some aspects of the development of Panzer Dragoon Remake, how Sega and the original Team Andromeda are involved in it, and try out a new game for the Sega Launch Challenge. Okay, hello Ben, welcome. Hi, thank you. Uh, how are you today? I'm fine, fine. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so let's um, talk a little bit about yourself first. You're here to talk about, uh, among other things, Panzer Dragoon Remake. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you come from TA Publishing. But uh, let's start with uh, yourself. Can you tell me how did you get into video games and when? It's a long story, in fact. Uh, I hope we have the, the time. Um, uh, in fact, I, I started uh, like 12 years ago. Um, during 10 years, I had my own studio, video game studio. 
uh, we worked on the um, small games and uh, after we worked on the IPs for Square Enix especially one IP called uh, Fear Effect mm -hmm. and we, I had to stop the studio two years ago uh, but I was working with uh, the CEO of Forever Entertainment and uh, he asked me do you want to uh, join the Forever Entertainment group uh, to work as a producer in the group and I said absolutely I want definitely uh, so we started the company in France together so Forever Entertainment is a Polish company it's a very big publisher in, in, in Europe mm -hmm. uh, and um, they used to publish small games and like I think three years ago bigger games and now we are working on several different IPs uh, especially Sega IPs but not only because we are also working on the Square Enix IPs okay uh, and yeah that's how we created the company and uh, and uh, yeah we um, the, the Panzer Dragoon was already in discussion when we created the company, so I knew that uh, I would be I would be working on Panzer Dragoon, and I was extremely happy to have this opportunity. Awesome, awesome. Were you always a big gamer? Absolutely, always. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as I remember, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So when did that start? Uh, you mean my gamer life? Yes, your gamer life. What What was the first game, for example, the first system? I have to be honest. I when I was young, I was more like a, a Nintendo gamer. Uh, <gasps> I, yeah, sorry, it's but, okay, that, but it's I okay. see in, in <laughs> France, uh, especially Nintendo, was a bit more popular than Sega uh, back then. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I had just one gaming device, you know. So I, I got the NES mm -hmm. um, from my parents, and uh, and then I didn't have a lot of different gaming devices i didn't uh, i played a lot but not uh, on many different systems for example i didn't have the super nes and the, the game boy Store. and when i was older around 18 i left my uh, uh, parents house and live my own life with my own salary and i bought a lot of different video game devices and that's where when i discovered um sega uh, with the saturn uh, dreamcast um and uh, and a lot of different uh, video games without you know staying on just one platform or one brand trying to try as much uh, game I, I I could. Okay, that's a good idea. So so yeah, you you had a little hiatus, you had a little period while you weren't really gaming, right? I, I was gaming, but always on the NES. In fact, so all my friends had oh, okay. the, the Super NES, and I was like playing Super Mario Bros. Three and and uh, Castlevania Two, extra. But it was still still fun. And Nothing I, I wrong with fun. that. No, no, no. It's 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 like and I. Yeah, after when I, I had the opportunity to buy all the gaming devices, I really started to play a lot of different things because I wanted to 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 understand as much kind of game as I could, you know. Um, um, playing, of course, I'm a very big RPG player, okay. but I really want to try action games, adventure games, sport games, etc., etc., to... Uh, I think I already had in my mind the, the dream to, to work in the video game industry. Okay, that that was what I was asking you uh, next. So when did you realize that you wanted to get a job in the industry? Was there a, a particular game that made that 
happened that no, no it's it's more like the the period i'm talking about uh, when i i discovered all, all these games uh in the same time because i mean when when i I started to play different games. I played a lot, a lot of different games. So, sometimes just one hour or thirty minutes, but just to touch the game, to to feel the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was in uh, development development um, school, so I was doing coding, you know. Okay. Uh, and it, of course, as soon as I could, I started developing my own video games. Very bad back then, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, and. Um, and yeah, I knew when, even when I was looking for a, a job, uh, not as a CEO or uh, owning my own company, but looking for a job, I was looking for a job in the video game industry. Uh, and I had the luck to find my first job in, uh, not in the video game industry, but very close. We were selling uh, Japanese toys from video games and uh, manga, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was... Uh, I was taking care of the website and very often we needed to make a very small video game to attract, you know, attract people on the, on the website. Mm. Uh, so that's when I started to create the games and publish the game. And after with the, when this company d- died, I had to find another job and I could show my, my games, the games I created and, uh, uh find a full time job in the video game industry and then another one another one and after i said okay let's create my own company okay that's great that's great awesome uh what would you say is and i know this is a a very difficult question usually what what would you say is your favorite video game of all time it's extremely complicated extremely (laughs) complicated Uh, or maybe like top three even then, <laughs> even then, even then, but uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> if if I just reply, uh, I mean, if I speak with my friends and they ask me that, I will say, okay, first is Chrono Cross. Okay. Uh, second one is Xenoblade Chronicles, mm-hmm. and probably third one is Final Fantasy VI. So it's extremely JRPG, but I loved a lot of different games. I am a big fan, of course, of Panzer Dragoon. I'm a big fan of. Um, uh, Binding of Isaac, for example. Uh, I also love uh, Street of Rage. Um, many, many, many different. And I love sports games, for example. I, I played a lot Football Manager. Um, so, so I try to be as open as I can, in fact. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, what is it about RPGs, especially, that uh, speaks to you? What is it that attracts you to, to, to those games? Um, I think it's the story first, mm-hmm. and um, when I discovered Final Fantasy VI, uh, so Final Fantasy III in the US, but VI uh, in in Europe and Japan, um, it, it was it was like a small open world. You know, you 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 were uh, able to make everything you want, uh, to walk in areas that the that where you were not supposed to go. Um, and I love to do this to try to find if the developers thought about everything, you know, if I try to go there, but I'm not supposed to, what, what will happen? Will I be <laughs> blocked or will I crash the game? Et and I love to do this. So it's, it's the, the, the feeling of freedom. I think that I love in JRPGs, even if for some people, JRPGs are really, you know, straightforward. Um, but I think you have the feeling of freedom. It's exactly the same for Panzer Dragoon. It's a rail shooter. But you absolutely have this feeling that you are free and evolving in the f- free in in, um, in the world, and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the feeling I'm looking for when I play a video game. 
that's a good point. That's a good point. Awesome. Okay, so you're uh, now working at TA Publishing. Mm -hmm. So what is it, exactly is your role in, in TA Publishing? Uh, so I'm the CEO of the company, but I'm alone in the company, so it's not difficult. Uh, okay. And uh, I'm the I'm a producer, in fact. So producer uh, uh, in the Forever Group. Um, uh -huh. So Forever Entertainment is a group uh, with uh, four companies so far. Okay. Uh, with Forever, TA, Megapixel Studio, which is developing the the game, mm -hmm. and some others. Um, the role we give to producer in in the group is. Um, It's very different from what we, when you hear pro, I'm producer in video game industry in general, it's, it's very different. It's uh, first uh, bringing some money, funding the game. Mm -hmm. So TA, TA Publishing put some money on the, on the project. And then I'm available for the team as much as I can. So if they need me to uh, organize the development, I can do it. If they need me to speak with external uh, uh, partners, I can do it. For example, for Panzer Dragoon, That's what I do. I speak with um, people working outside of the company, like the, for the music, like uh, the IP owner, etc., etc. So that's mm -hmm. what I do. But if you take Fear, Fear Effect, it's different. I'm, I'm in charge of the milestone, delivering the milestone, checking and delivering the milestone. It's very different, and it's according to the what the dev team needs. In fact, okay, according to the project. Okay, that makes exactly. sense. And, and I re, I'm really here to help them to simplify the project as much as I can. And we are working on some secret projects where my role is very different. I'm a kind of game director, so it's very, very different. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I always had this uh, idea of a producer being like a, a jack of all trades, a person that does a little bit of everything, right? Whatever is needed. Because I, I think in the, in the movie industry, That's the role of the producer. It's, it's putting money and then entering the project and doing what he can to to, to improve the project, etc. Mm -hmm. In the video game industry, very often when we say producer, we we are speaking about a, a game director, in fact. Okay. You know, someone who's in charge of everything and supervising everything. It's not my role at all. It's Arthur, who is in Poland, who, who is in charge for, for this. For me, it's more like I if Arthur asks me something, I do it. I do my best to help him and help the team. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Very good. So, let's talk a little bit about uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake. Mm -hmm. um, you said when you uh, got uh, on board uh, Forever Entertainment, when you first started, uh, when we entered the company, uh, the idea for Panzer Dragoon Remake was already in process. So, mm -hmm. how did that happen? Um, in fact, it's, it's my associate who's also the, the CEO of Forever Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he lived few, few months in, in Japan and he met a lot of different people in the video game industry and spoke with a lot of different people and at, at some point met the, <laughs> the good, the good person, you know, uh, who was able to, to put us in contact with Sega. And so we had to think about which Sega IP we want to remake. And first one we, we, we saw it's, it's Panzer Dragoon, of course, because we are all fans and we really think the game deserves to be played by uh, younger people, you know, uh, discovered by younger people and replayed by the former fans of the, of the game. Um, so we, we made some, Pitch. In fact, it's really traditional in the video game industry. We made some pitch and showed it to Sega, and 
we 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 got a, a go, so that's uh, that's cool. Awesome, awesome. Were you a big fan of Panzer Dragoon before uh, this? Before you joined Forever Entertainment? Yes, uh, yeah, yes. But after the, not when I was very young, but I discovered the game when I was uh, I was uh, like probably eighteen, so around uh, around two thousand something like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a few years after the the initial release, uh, but yes, I knew. Of course, I knew the game, and we were. Uh, big fans uh, um, my associate and me okay awesome and that's why he pitched this idea of working on a, a remake of, of Pan's Dragoon right it, it's a, a mix between in fact um, the what we want to do mm-hmm. and I really don't want to work on the game I don't like you know so we <laughs> need to love the game first and then uh, do we think that the, the the game has still an audience or still people looking to uh, to play want to play it you know mm-hmm. um that that's a mix of this and when when we when we think an ip has both of the of this we we go and and speak to the ip owner okay so that's a good point so why did you think at the time or it now you probably already know a little bit more about the community as well. Mm. But mm. why, at the time when you thought of this, uh, did you think Panzer Dragoon would be a, a good pick to to revive as an IP? Because there are so many uh, mm. <laughs> dormant or dead IPs. Even Sega has a lot of them. Why exactly Panzer Dragoon? Uh, it's a, it's it's a bet, of course. Uh, it, it's a bet. We we. Um... Of course, we, we add few insights, you know, uh, like, uh, you still have a lot of videos, uh, roll through on, on YouTube. Um, you have a lot of people, uh, come speaking on the, the game forums, uh, boards, you know, on the, on websites. So you, you have some insights like this. Uh, you can see that the, the IP is not dead, but we didn't know, of course, that it would be, in fact, so big. It's a it's a surprise for it was a surprise for us and we discovered that uh, after the, the the history when Nintendo announced the the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you weren't really sure at the time, right? We we were sure we wanted to make the game. We were not sure how popular it, it still was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is this truly a remake or just a remastered version? Well, what's the difference for you? <laughs> so usually a remaster can be just like a, a, a new coat of paint, right? So it's the same game, exactly the same game, but with just upgraded graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, a remake would be something that was remade from scratch, right? Um, okay, but so it, it's it's both, in fact, because it's uh-huh. remade from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, we we developed everything from scratch. Uh, with few materials from Sega, but no code, no extra. Okay. Um, but we are doing it one to one compared to the original one. It means uh, uh, you have the same uh, amount of enemies, same gameplay, same content, same levels. Everything is is mm-hmm. in the game, but nothing more. In fact, so we we didn't uh, add nothing. Uh, um, New in the game, except some options, etc. But no, no new content. Okay, okay, excellent. Uh, are you going with the same style as the original when it comes, for example, to art direction, or are you doing something completely different? Obviously, the graphics are upgraded for uh, newer consoles. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, no, no, we, we try to we try to stay very fair to the original game. Um, but of, of course, we have to take some decisions. Uh, we had to take some decisions during the development. Uh, and um, uh, our goal is to stay true to the, to the original. And also, the, we are not alone deciding what can what, or has to be changed. Uh, we are working, of course, with Sega. And um, we also... Um, spoke with the former team so they gave us their opinion about the art direction etc so we, we want to ensure that we are very close to the or in respectful to the original one mm-hmm. uh, but of course we had to make some decisions because you you had extremely big technical limitations back then that we don't have today anymore of course yeah. um so we have we have to improve the, the the graphics a lot and and invent some part of the design Okay, okay, makes sense. Uh, so y- you mentioned Sega, you mentioned the original team, so uh, Team Andromeda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of input did, for example, let, let's take this in part. So what sort of input do you have in the development process, you as a producer? Um, I, <laughs> not, not, I mean, not a lot because we, I'm uh, surrounded by extremist talented uh, people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we have an art di- director. He's uh, working with the former art director from Andromeda team, so I think he's very well... Uh, oh, awesome. Uh, in good hands. Yeah. Um, no, no, my, my inputs are more like uh, uh, I'm playing the, the game a lot, uh, helping when I find something I don't like. I, I say it, but it doesn't mean they will change it. Um No, it's 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 really a, a team job, you know. It's in a, not even an internal team job, but we we speak a lot, a lot, a lot with Sega. They have a lot of very interesting feedback. Um, uh, we speak a lot with the uh, former team. Uh, we also speak a lot with the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, it's 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 teamwork, and it's not, it's not like I have to. I say oh, I don't like this color, change it. No, it's not like this at all. <laughs> okay, makes sense, makes sense. But th- there are a lot of people involved, right? So even mm-hmm. uh, d- do you have to run every decision by Sega, or do they? Oh, um, th- that's clear. At, at the end, Sega is the IP owner, so it's uh, mm-hmm. their uh, game, their IP. So yes, of course, every decision is validated by Sega, but. In the same time, they are really trustful. Uh, they, we are working in very, very good conditions with them. So it's uh, not like we have to change a lot of things. It's more like, uh, for example, I remember at the beginning of the development, we had some feedback about the, uh, some um, enemies. And uh, that was, that was we, we made some mistakes. Enemies were exploding. Uh, but Sega said, no, you know, the... the, the The enemies are made with such uh, um, material that cannot explode, so you don't have to put explosion here. You have to; they have to fall in the in the water yeah. or something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm clear, but you, it's exactly yeah. just the kind of um, of feedback we need because we don't know the game as much as Sega knows, of course. Obviously, obviously, yeah. So that makes sense. So some little details sometimes. Yeah, very small details, but in. In the, in the same time, it's small details, but in the same time, it's uh, extremely important for the story, the universe, and the, the, the background, the lore of the game. Uh, so, uh, 
I'm extremely grateful we didn't publish the game with uh, with such uh, uh, mistakes because it for the community <laughs> I think it will be unfor unforgivable. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So that that brings me to my next question: How do you balance the need? To, and you obviously said that there are a lot of people who still love the game. There, there's a st still a, a strong community uh, around Panzer Dragoon as a, a series. How do you balance the need to please old fans of the game with the need to appeal to people who have never experienced it and want to try it for the first time? Um, for this, we, we as I... I I already worked on IPs on on Square Enix IPs before, and I had this exactly this kind of problem. We at at the very beginning of the development, we took some decisions, uh, and the biggest one was uh, that once the game was announced, we created the Discord channel, uh, and we invited the community to join the Discord channel and make all their feedback. And we really, really take into account their feedback. It's not like, uh, please give us your your feedback and we don't care. Uh, we, we really take the feedback into account and we changed a lot of things uh, according to the community feedback. And we added uh, some features also uh, according to the community feedback and ideas. Um, and I think the communities uh, can feel that we are extremely respectful for, 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 for them. Um, so, so far, it's very, very good. It's, Panzer Lagoon has a very, very nice community. It's not like uh, uh, people are complaining or uh, saying that it's we are not doing the things in the right direction. It's not the case at all. It's very constru constructive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's very good. And that's the first thing. And the second thing is that we are extremely humble uh, with the game because we absolutely know it's not the game we created. We are just here to try to do our best to revive this dormant uh, IP. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't know everything about the game. We need we need advices. We need feedback from... Uh, that's why we are extremely quickly try to work with the original team uh, and the community, etc. Okay. What about new fans? People who have never tried it? They, they, how do you appeal to these kinds of people? How do you, do you make this old game appealing to someone who has never experienced it before? Mm, so the, um, that's uh, an important question, in fact, because I think, I really think, and I hope that the community, the old, old, let me call uh, us old, <laughs> old fans will be... We uh, are, we are. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we are. In fact. <laughs> um, we, I think that... Really think that the, the, these people will buy and support the game. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, as soon as this, the game is not, uh, you know, awful or very, very bad, and I think it is not, so it's good news. Um, but the, the, the one of the problems is, is the new players, and especially because the right shooter is very specific uh, kind of game. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it's for everyone. Um, the good thing is that, as I, as I said, when you play Panzer Dragoon, you don't feel like you are on the rail, really. You feel like you are flying and you are free to fly wherever you want, even if it's not uh, true. Uh, so we hope that the graphical aspect of the game will uh, appeal new players. Also, we will sell the game at a price um, not uh, not a triple A price, you know. It's not okay. a triple A game, so I I think some player who don't know um, Panzer Dragoon could say, okay, let's let's 
try this game because it's not extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, that's our plan and communicating, of course. Uh, and we we are counting on the community to spread the the the, the word about the about the game also. Yeah, and you've been showcased in the Indies or Nindies Direct, right? Uh, for Nintendo mm -hmm. Switch yeah. a for few Switch. months back. So mm -hmm. that also helps, I think. To yeah, and spread we, the word. And, yeah, of course, of course. And Nintendo showed the game on their booth f uh, during, I think, three conventions, including Gamescom in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a lot of people playing the game. Um, so yeah, it's exactly what we need, and uh, we are very, very grateful because Nintendo is helping us a lot in terms of communication. And definitely, the Switch is very, very good device for the for this kind of game. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's perfect. Awesome, awesome. You were mentioning adding some options. Did you add any quality of life features, like uh, maybe save states or rewind features or maybe leaderboards, multiplayer, anything? No, we, we added some features. Uh, I can't co really communicate about the features uh, currently, but uh, um, we, we had some feedback from, from the community that we implemented, and I'm very happy for that. Um, Few of them are about the, as you say, quality of life. Yes, when when you play, you want to. I think today you want to have especially the informations about your uh, your your game. I mean, uh, do you have a big score or are yeah. you close to the end of the level in real time? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something we worked on. Yes. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Will there be any unlockables, or are there any plans plans for any bonus content? For example, when you beat the game, like a new game plus or something like that. Uh, there is no new content, but if you, I think you know Panzer Dragoon, you know that there was some hidden features. Yeah. With hidden content, and of course, this will be in the game. Okay. Okay, so people can expect that. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Okay. At what stage would you say is Panzer Dragoon Remake right now? Um, the, the game was uh, set to be released, I think, originally last year? Late last year? No, we never said last year. In fact, really? everyone said we uh, we planned to do it for last year, but we never said that. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we only communicated on this winter. So this winter, it was in July back then, so it was winter oh, 1920. Yes, yes, you're, you're right. Winter, winter. So we, we expected mm. it last year, but we're still in winter, right? So uh, Technically speaking, yes. Technically speaking. Uh, can we expect it soon, very soon? Uh. <laughs> um, you can expect it for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't. I can't say anything about that. About that, but we didn't change the release date we announced. This okay. Winter. The winter is not very long anymore, uh, <laughs> so you can expect it uh, this winter. <laughs> okay, and that that's a good uh, some some good news there. I think, yeah, people can expect that. Uh, w one last question before we move on to to something different, uh, Ben. What about the music? Many of our my listeners here are part of the Radio Sega community, so music mm -hmm. is a very big thing for us in Sega games. Uh, Panzer Dragoon has an iconic soundtrack. Can mm -hmm. we expect? Uh, and I know there are there will be the option to switch between. I believe you mentioned that in a tweet or something to switch between two versions of the soundtrack. Am I wrong? Um, I don't think I said that. Okay. 
but in the same time, you'll no, not you absolute... forever entertainment. <laughs> or actually, I think there was a poll. Let me okay. correct it. Ah, you, okay. you, there was a poll, yeah. There was a poll, yeah. and fans were able to vote if they would like to have just the original mm. uh, soundtrack or uh, like a remade soundtrack, uh, mm. the original one or both, and switch between both, right? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was because I think it's, it was uh, some time ago. That was something we were uh, thinking about. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't say more about the, unfortunately, about the, the music, but what I always say is that we um, are trying to please the fans uh, as much as we can. And we heard that um, the music is very, very, very important for them. So you have to trust me that we we done our best to please the fan. Uh, I think you you know that the musician of Panzer Dragon is uh, died a few months ago, few months ago, I think, or a few years ago. But yeah, we 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 worked uh, very hard to please the fan, and I can't wait to announce something. But I can't currently, so okay it's okay it's okay we'll keep on waiting for news on that yeah, please. <laughs> excellent ben uh we'll, we'll we're gonna take a quick break but before we do i usually uh, do a little a quick game with my guests called quick shots what mm -hmm. is quick shots quick shots is uh something like this i i will give you a word or an expression or a name and what i want you to do is to tell me the first thing that pops into your mind Okay, let's when try. When you hear this. Okay. So, let's try quick shots with Ben. Ben, first one. Video games. Super Mario. Okay, interesting. JRPGs. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon. Um, uh, I would say Dragoon. <laughs> or, I think it's what, Freedom. Nice, nice. Next one, Panzer Dragoon fans. Uh, awesome. <laughs> okay, almost there. Two more. Uh, the House of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next step, I would say. <laughs> okay, okay. And the last one, uh, and I'm I'm sorry in advance, Benjamin Ansom. Yeah, you say it right. You know that in the U.S., uh, after a few few moments uh, with with people, usually they call me Benjamin Awesome. Okay, yeah, so I yeah. like it. It looks like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, w what would you say about yourself? Uh, passionate, definitely. Okay, and awesome, right? So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't say that. Since people, myself. since people say that, so yeah, <laughs> or, or handsome could be. Benjamin Handsome. Could yes, I well. think yeah. you can say both, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> okay, Ben, thank you very much. So that was Quick Shots. Uh, we'll, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I have a surprise for you, Ben. Great. <gasps> Don't say great before you know what it is. Okay, not great. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the SEGA Lounge is sponsored by Rent-A-Dragon. When all you need is to escape, call Rent-A-Dragon. Rent-A-Dragon has the finest selection of blue, black and polka dot dragons you'll ever find. 
upon payment, we'll establish a psychic link between you and your chosen dragon. All our dragons have insurance and are equipped with their own set of guns, so you just have to worry about riding them. And eventually, shooting. Need to extend your renting period while in midair? Just use our contactless payment terminal attached to the dragon's back. Rent a dragon. Call us now and book your first riding experience. Rent a dragon cannot be held accountable for damages to people or property caused by a misfire or for deaths caused by falling off your dragon. Texting and flying is not advised. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, so it's time for a little surprise. Yeah, I'm scared now, you know. You should be, because uh, every time someone comes on the Sega Lounge, I have a little something called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for, and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the Sega Launch Challenge can be anything I want. Uh, this week, I thought, let's try something different. Let's tr try something new that I have never done before uh, on the show. A game called What's That Sound? What's okay. That Sound? What's That Sound is a game uh, in which I have 10 sounds can be sound effects or little bits of music from video games. Okay. okay. And what I wanted to do, uh, it's easy because you just have to tell me what the game or series is. You don't have okay. to tell me what the sound effect is or what kind of song it is. Just um, the game or the series the, or maybe whatever it is, depending okay. on the, the sound effect. Okay. So, Ben, let's start with number one. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> okay, number one. S uh, it's the first sound. Let's take a listen. What's that sound? <laughs> it's all Sega IPs, right? Not necessary? Uh, not necessarily, but I will, I will give you a hint. Most of them are. That's mm. not from Sonic. I don't know. <laughs> because if you if you put a sound from Sonic, you have to put the ring sound. You know, <laughs> you have to put something iconic, not uh, the jump sound or something. Okay, let's say Sonic. You you really don't know me. Uh, that is the sound <laughs> of Sonic jumping. I was, is I, was, <laughs> I was expecting something more iconic from you. Okay, okay, I got it. It's hard. It's hard. Difficulty level. Why not? Uh, I, I thought I thought this would be would be easy, and it was easy because he got it right. Very good. Yeah, but because you know you know you know why? Because all the in fact all the sounds uh, jumping sounds back then uh, look uh, exact are exactly the same. It's okay. very close to the Mario sound, for example. So it's it's very difficult, but yeah, but you you got it right. So good job, good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Let's go with number two. Are you ready, Ben? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm not sure if this is easier or harder. Let's take a listen. 
<laughs> I think this is easier, but I, I don't know. No? Mm, no, definitely no. No. <laughs> Fantasy Star? Hmm. This I will give you a hint then. This is not from a game. But it's present in several games. It's an old uh, Sega sound, uh, sound effect? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think so. Not, not necessarily Sega. It's an iconic intro, but not necessarily Sega. As I said, not all of them are Sega. It's rare? No, not rare. No, mm-hmm. I... Okay, I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the correct answer was... Konami. This was uh, an intro for Konami games uh, okay. in, in the nineties, right? So in the yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I played this a lot was... of Konami games. But for example, I played a lot of Blades of Steel. I don't know if you know Blades of Steel, um, and I'm not sure it's this one. Put... Yeah, th- this is fr- this is the Genesis version. It's similar to mm. the SNES version. I, I okay, think it's that's from, why it's from the sixteen bit era, but it, it's similar. It's very mm. similar to the, the it's a little bit different because of the sound uh, chip but it's the same okay thing. okay one correct answer <laughs> I'm not, so far please don't count I think this one is a little bit harder but I think after this one we'll you'll get the hang of it so let's let's take a listen at sound number three or maybe it isn't I don't know no it is <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give you a hint and this is again mm, I'm not sure if I should give you this hint I will give you a hint yes the hint that I will give you is this will probably be in your game or maybe not I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure if it, it will be but it maybe it could be it sounds a little but I'm really not sure like the validation sound on Impensable I don't think so <laughs> uh, it, it, it's 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 in the game or not in the game? It's because in some it's, some games, yes. Some games some have this. Game, but in the game itself, some, or because it sounds like a UI not, sound from the device. It's from before you start the game. Yeah, that's some, that was some, yeah. <laughs> uh, Any guesses? No, not really. Yeah. I've. I, and I, I'm scared to say something even more stupid and look, look even more stupid after, you know. It's extremely complicated. Uh, let me let me call you back in one week and do the same with you, okay? <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. When, the ga- when Panzer Dragoon Remake comes out, you'll come back and play it again. Okay, okay. We do it. <laughs> okay, so this was, sound number three was the, the current, the current gen uh, Sega corporate ID. So when... when trailers come out for new Sega games but I think this will only uh, this is only in games that are published by Sega or developed yeah because by it's, Sega. Uh, yeah. no maybe developed I think by Sega yeah developed maybe because it's very different for yeah I think for for your game probably it just will have the have the Sega logo perhaps or exactly. something yeah, exactly yeah I, I yeah but this is the current one so this is not very iconic okay, but, yet and I'm, I'm extremely surprised because I I see a lot of trailers extra and I uh, I didn't remember. So yeah. Yeah, there's there's an eye with Sega in mm-hmm. it, right? So mm-hmm. in, it's a uh, it's the newest, like two years old, perhaps. I'm not sure. Okay, sound number four. Are you ready, Ben? 
Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. The, we're, we're still not in the... This is not from a game either. I will help you with this one. Okay, thank you. Afterwards, we'll go straight into games, so... Oh, I knew it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's stupid. I knew it, but... It's a logo. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a logo, but I, I see the colors. I think it's... Yellow and brown, right? I don't know. I not really. <laughs> no, I'm I not don't. Sure. <laughs> Think about iconic game companies from the nineties, and maybe not just the nineties, but ones that you played a lot of games from. And because if if you if you know this, you've probably played a lot of games from this company. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, it's, what what kind of game are they making? I will give you a hint. It's a Japanese company. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, please give me a hint. <laughs> okay, it, maybe you know this from a fighting game, perhaps. I it's, don't know. Um, it's Capcom? Is it? I don't know. Is it? Mm, okay, it's a Is Capcom. that your final answer? Right. Yeah, it's my final answer. And you're correct. This is Capcom. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. Probably from Street Fighter Two or something. You yeah, heard yeah. this countless times. Yeah. I'm usually not that not not this nice. I will tell you that. So. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you you see, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sound number five. This is it. Now we're back into games. The next few ones are all from games. Let's take a listen to sound number five. Uh, it's, I think, I'm not sure, I think it's one of the Dragon's Roar from Panzer Dragoon. So your, your answer is Panzer Dragoon. I think, I'm not sure, but I think. You do know that this, if this is not from Panzer Dragoon, people will be all over you. Right? Yeah, I know that, but at the same okay. time, try still... to recognize the, the sounds of the dragoons from Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> you have tons of them. <laughs> And you are correct. This yeah. is indeed from Pentagon. <laughs> well done, well done. Okay, uh, let's go. So you're you're doing great so far. So three correct answers, two wrong. So uh, positive balance so so far. Let's go with number six. Okay, Ben, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, you're not. Let's go with number six. This is a, a little bit of a song from a specific game. Okay. So I knew it definitely. Mm -hmm. You should. Just one question: Is it Sega game or not? I'm not sure if I should tell you. Okay, because what what do you think this is? I it, uh, <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm hesitating because between two games I wo I'm working on. So it's okay. uh, it's it may be Fear Effect, but I'm not sure you put some Fear Effect uh, songs in the in the podcast or House of the Dead. So. If no, I, I, if, if, I, say, if you had to choose one right now, what, which uh, one would no, you with? Let's try House of the Dead. So you said, uh, you said between House of the Dead and? Fear Effect. So between House of the Dead and? <laughs> fear Effect. It was okay, fear that's effect. a good answer. It's Fear Effect Sedna. Okay. <laughs> it's Sedna. Okay. <laughs> 
This is, I believe, the main theme, the intro. No, no, it's not the... Uh, no, ma uh, maybe the, the it's the intro. intro, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, intro. my God. It's Okay, can we, can we go back in time and re-record this, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's one of my of my best friend who composed this music. You know, I hope he will not listen to the podcast. Uh, just give I'm me his email address Seb, so sorry. I can send him the link. Ah, uh, great. Uh. <laughs> okay, and anyway, it really sounds like Fear Effect, so that's we yes. we've made a good job. And uh, House of the Dead music are not so far from the Fear Effect music. Mm, it's very funny. Maybe, maybe. Okay, let's go with number seven. Okay, so number seven, sound number seven is also a little bit of song, yes. Let's go. House of the Dead. Are you sure? No, can you, do you have, because after saying that, I was like, oh, maybe not. Uh, can, can you put it again, but a bit longer? Uh, I, just, I just have this short clip. So you have to guess it with this short clip. Okay, because it sounds, it really sounds like Final Fantasy VI intro, but uh, okay, it's it's a trap. It's because it re exactly sounds like Final Fantasy VI intro, but it's House of the Dead. It's my last one. Mm -hmm. That's a good guess. However, however, it is correct. Yes, this is it's the the attract mode, the advertise song for House of the Dead on the arcade. Yeah, mm -hmm. on the correct, arcade, exactly. correct. Well done, well done. Okay, thanks. And it, it, it's it's funny because I I didn't realize, but it sounds. I think it's exactly the same note as uh, Final Fantasy VI three uh, intro. Okay, I wouldn't know that. Never played that. So yeah, let's go with number eight, Ben. Number eight. This is a good one. Mm, no, I don't know the song, definitely. Mm -hmm. But the. If you had to guess a game or a series or something. D did you put two, two sounds of the same series or game in the, in the quiz or not? Why? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. because it sounds like Panzer Dragoon. Mm -hmm. But we already talked about that, so... Maybe it's from Zwei? Could be. I don't know. I would, I'd say What's Panzer Dragoon Zwei. Yes, Panzer Dragoon yeah. Zwei. The correct answer would be... Panzer Dragoon Zwei! That's it! <laughs> well done! <laughs> I, I didn't uh, listen to the music of Panzer Dragoon as much as the music for Panzer Dragoon 1, so... Yeah, that, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. But the, 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 the... I don't know how to say that in English, but the, the, the sound design, maybe? Or the, yeah, the, the style. It's really, yeah, the style looks yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Okay. Sound number nine. Two to go. And you're doing a great job. Let's go with number nine. Let's take a listen. It's a sound effect. Another from the 16-bit area. Yes, yes, uh, indeed. I'm hesitating between uh, Wonder Boy mm -hmm. and... Um, I don't remember the name of the game. Uh, no, I'd say Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. This I will I will give you a little hint. This is uh, uh, an extra life, a one-up sound. 
in the game. Uh, yeah, I was hesitating between Monster Wonder Boy and uh, Alex Kidd. Maybe it's Alex Kidd. So what's your final answer, Ben? Let's say Alex Kidd. <laughs> I... So for sound number nine, your answer is Alex, Alex Kidd. Yeah. Your answer is unfortunately incorrect it's from streets of rage actually okay right <laughs> streets of rage yeah 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 okay 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 sorry to my friends working on it currently i'm very sorry yes yes a lizard cube and and the exactly guys. yeah and dot emu. And dot emu. yeah okay so final one final one is another sound effect iconic i would say So are you ready for sound number 10? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a listen. Welcome to your doom. Uh... <laughs> What would you say? I need an answer. I need an answer. Yeah, I need a, <laughs> a int or something. Yes, okay, I get it. It's, it's from uh, Altered Beast. Uh, and I think on Mega Drive, and I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But so it's my final one. Is Altered Beast? Uh, Altered Beast. And you are correct. That is it. That is indeed Altered Beast. That is. This is actually the the arcade version. That's why it's so clear. Arcade, okay. It's so mm -hmm. so clear. Uh, the the Mega Drive was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I was hesitating. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the digitized voices uh, voices on on the Mega Drive were not that that clear. But yes, that is correct. So good job. Well done. Not, not bad. I was not <laughs> I bad. I was afraid. I was afraid. <laughs> okay. 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 Awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Ben, for being thank a you. good sport and taking part in the Sega Launch Challenge. That means you get. The official Sega Lounge seal of approval, and I will send it to you after we're done recording. Thank you. So, uh, we've mentioned, and you just mentioned in in during the the Sega Lounge challenge, um, people who are working on um, uh, Suits of Rage 4. So the French game dev scene seems to be, you know, uh, going through a good period, very prolific. Uh, we had, uh, for example, Monster Boy as well coming out um, a couple of years before. We have mm -hmm. we had the remake of Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. We have mm -hmm. Streets of Rage 4 coming from uh, these guys. Other other games that are not exactly Sega as well. Uh, why do you think there's such a, a, a prolific uh, game dev scene in France? No, I think there there was. Uh, There were, was always very very good game game scene in France. Mm -hmm. uh, I even think that in the before the uh, before 2000, uh, France was like second biggest uh, video game publisher in in the world, something behind Japan in front of the US, something mm -hmm. like this. So, um, but things were more complicated at the in the early um, 2000. Uh, because of different reasons, and now uh, I think the French scene is coming back in the in front of the uh, of the stage. But I think it's more it's more in, in Europe, in fact, because you said uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy is made by French and uh, German team with mm -hmm. German publisher. Uh, yeah. 
uh, the, the team is working with uh, with some um, uh, different studios, etc. So I think it's Europe which is very very strong because Poland, for example, is extremely strong currently in the video game industry also. Yeah. Uh, not only with CD Projekt Red, but with uh, some others. Um, so it's a very good move, and I think uh, I think we have some uh, uh, in Europe some public funding, you know, to encourage, uh, to to help um, studios working uh, with um, uh, another studio from another European country. We have some, yeah, helps and public funding, so I think it's good. And for France especially, uh, the fact is that um, in the 80s, uh, that's something not a lot of, of people know, but in the 80s, uh, we were the first country in the world uh, to have the Japanese animations uh, uh, on the TV for, for, for kids, you know? Okay. And so there, there are extremely, extremely uh, big and important bonds between Japan and France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for example, Switch is the, the, the biggest market for Switch in Europe is France because it's very Japanese. You know, you have a lot of Japanese IPs, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it explained the fact that uh, people who were player back then and are now working uh, know very well the Japanese game scene, especially the 90. Uh, Japanese game scene, mm-hmm. uh, and he's eager to work on 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 on, on this game. It's not a, it's not. A, uh, I think it's it's logical that Dotemu uh, is working on on Street of Rage Four because the people they are working with know the game very very well and are working making very very good. Uh, um, a very good game so i i really think that yeah the bond we have with, with japan um and after a few success um the japanese ip owners are more uh, okay to give uh, to give us their ip so i think it's very good mood mm-hmm. uh but it's especially yes french people working on japanese ips yeah 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 it, it, that's why this season of the sega lounge um you're the second French guest we've had in five episodes, I think, or six. And we already have another one lined up for one of our mm. <laughs> next few surprised. episodes. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. that's it. That's that's nice. That's nice. Um, so we've mentioned before, you talked about working on your own game. So what would you say are the pros and cons on working on an existing IP versus creating something new? It's very different. In fact, it's a different, different job. Um, uh, in prose, I'd say that we, we are not alone creating the, or game, you know, I think when you create your own game in the, in the video game industry and when you are indie, you can feel alone very, very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are never alone because we have a lot of different partners speaking with us and helping us. If we don't know something, we have someone to ask, um, and that's that's something very important. Um, it's very good. It's very uh, a pro. Also, it's the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could be a cons sometime, <laughs> um, but for for Panzer Dragoon, it's it's a pro, um, and it's. Uh, it also solves one of our main problems when you are a, a small company like we are. Uh, it's communication because as because as soon as you announce uh, an existing IP, you have a lot of 
people uh, who wants to speak with you and speak about your game and it's it's solved one of the biggest problems for indie companies it's to communicate with their with their games yeah um so that's a pro and the cons it's 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 different from creating your own game and university you don't create your own story uh, and i think when you work in the video game industry you want to you want to create your own worlds and stories and characters and uh, that's not something you you do when you work on existing ip mm-hmm. um but in the same time we are not only working on Pondon Lagoon and megapixel studio is working on different games in the same time so it's 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 okay um so it's a small count let's say uh and yeah to, to, sometimes i think uh I know that the community can be like uh, a burden sometimes, but (laughs) we are extremely, extremely happy because it's not the case with Panzer Dragoon, but, uh, you know, it's small, um, small um, story. When, uh, when we, we, I was working on my very first game with the studio I I funded. Um, We were, uh, we were published by Square Enix. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we were so happy because we are a very small team, like five people uh, working on the point and click game, very, very, uh, obscure game, uh, and published by Square Enix. And when Square Enix was speaking about our game <laughs> on Facebook, for example, you had immediately hundreds of messages saying, when will be Final Fantasy 13 released? <laughs> we're like, okay. So yeah. that, that's, that's <laughs> sometimes difficult, but it's, uh, it's part of the, it's part of the, of the deal so yeah okay. yeah yeah you're trying to promote your game and then you you get yeah. flooded with messages about but it's games. it's <laughs> it's absolutely normal when you have such a strong community uh um such as square Enix, yeah. uh, community it's, it's it's logical and i'm sure it it's a, a bit the same with sega not exactly but not exactly because of, the a lot of fans of Panzer Dragoon, but I'm sure there are always the uh, please uh, bring back Jet Set Radio Future or something. And it's not it's not really the case, you know. I, I maybe if yeah. if we were working on uh, one uh, on our game published by Sega, when Sega speak speak about our game, maybe mm-hmm. we we. But it's not the case. No, no, really, it's uh, when when you publish some news about Panzer Dragoon, we only have feedback on about Panzer Dragoon, so it's oh. uh, great. Currently, we always have. Hundreds of messages, messages saying uh, when when the game will be released. Yeah, uh, but it's absolutely normal. Also, so no problem. Winter, winter. Okay. This winter. Yes, this winter. Okay. So yeah, because not, if you say winter, winter, it will. Be, yes, yes. <laughs> it could be winter twenty 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 one. Okay, there are currently a lot of amazing IPs that in classic IPs, especially and since we are a Sega focused podcast, we know that Sega has a lot of. IPs that are dormant and that people would love to see come back. Um, but what what Sega has been doing is to outsource uh, some of these projects, like uh, Streets of Rage 4, for example, your own projects, to other companies. Um, why do you feel that's the case right now? Why do you think uh, Sega decides to do this instead of working in-house on these projects? Um, I... I, I... Think there are the main reason is that Sega has a lot of different projects and cannot do everything, <laughs> so uh, they have to find trustful partners to, um, to, to to please the community and the fan as much as they can. Um, if they had to do everything by themselves, I think you 
we will never play Panzer Dragoon uh, before uh, 10 years or 15 years because uh, after Panzer Dragoon 1 we are, we will be working on Panzer Dragoon 2 but it's it's big mm-hmm. project so if you work on this you cannot work on Street of Rage at the same time and yeah. the other projects Sega has and Sega is extremely an extremely big company not only in video games you know so mm-hmm. um, uh, I think for, for them it's it's very good deal in fact because uh, you have someone working on the on your game it's not your resources uh, but you still have the the power to validate or not the what they are doing so it's a it's a win-win deal really we i think they are very happy with uh, working with outsource outsourcing studios mm-hmm. and i think the um, we have to thank the guys who made the sonic um, mania yeah, because it's. Uh, I think it's after the success of Sonic Mania that uh, Sega said, "Okay, we can outsource without any. Uh, if we find good partners, we can outsource our IPs." And uh, I think that the when you are IP owner, the only thing you want is that the people who are working on your IP respect your IP. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as they figure out that indie studio can respect the IP and do a good job with the IP, uh, it was. Uh, not a problem to to give IPs to some people. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a fair point. So, a somewhat different question. People, uh, there are fans, big fans of Fans of Dragoon, uh, might be worried. You know, having other companies working on their beloved franchises. What mm-hmm. would you s- like to tell the fans of Fans of Dragoon at this moment? The first thing is that. Uh, respecting the ip is the first priority of the dev team so it's uh, it's extremely important that's why we ask the former team the game you will play uh i, I wouldn't say it's validated but it it's has been played by the four by the andromeda team and we got feedback and we modified a lot of things so it's not like forever or megapixel studio developing the game it's forever megapixel and sega and andromeda team and uh, some other people i i can't i can't say the name uh so it's it's not like it's not just us it's a lot of different people including people the fan already trust because mm-hmm. if you are a fan and you don't trust uh the 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 former art director or the former project director uh i think it's, it's a problem so if you trust them they they are they played the game and they gave us feedback and we modified the game after that feedback. So you should be um, happy and uh, think that the game will be will meet your expectations. Awesome, that's a good answer to fans. <laughs> a good message to fans. But as well. uh, honestly, it's it's not um, it's not something we had as a feedback. We didn't have uh, no one said you're not uh, legit to develop this game. No one said that uh-huh. really. Some people said, oh, okay, you're doing the wrong choices," and we we explained, we changed a few things, but no one said you're you. you couldn't uh, develop this game, especially because Andromeda, most of the Andromeda team is not at Sega anymore. So if you want only them to develop the game, you will never play Panzer Dragoon again. You mentioned changes. Uh, sometimes, you know, maybe the, the original development team says, please change this, or Sega says, change that. Or maybe mm-hmm. the fans ask for a little different feature or uh, change because it doesn't feel right. At what point in the development cycle do you decide a game is done and you won't be changing anything anymore? It's not a hard, dis- a, a, an easy decision, right? No, exactly. It's extremely complicated. And we, um, 
we we want to add more and more and more and everyone who sure. who is making creative work is uh, know that we you want yeah. to add more content in the, uh, no no but we have um, a budget a, ti- uh, the, um, a timeline for 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 the development mm-hmm. and we our plan was to to go very fast to the point where you have the, the content of the original game and everyone is happy with the gameplay etc et and then if we have more months or more time we can add some features etc that's what happened uh, uh, so uh, we just know that at some point we need to stop working on the game because the budget is uh, finished and we have to uh, we have to publish the game um, but the final decision is not made by us you know it's Sega who would say okay you can go with the with the game or or you need to change this and this uh, but as we validated all together the scope of the game and the development time etc uh, it's definitely not a big problem we are on the same you know same spirit mm-hmm. awesome yeah okay so Panzer Dragoon 2 <laughs> any news on that that you can share we know it's coming But it, yeah, it's it's coming. Um, I think we need to wait for the Panther Dragon release to get to give you some more information. But uh, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming, and uh, um, we we are exactly on track with, with what we decided. Of course, you don't know what we decided. So, <laughs> uh, but it's it's coming, and um, the the team. Uh, Work on, on it's the same thing for both games, so mm-hmm. so they will use the experience they had from the first game to the for the second one. Um, so yeah, uh, but I as, I think as soon as we release Panzer Dragon, we'll be able to give some news about Panzer Dragon's vibe. Okay, you'll have to come back then to tell uh, us sure. a little bit more about sure. that. <laughs> sure. Okay, I know you're working with Sega on remakes of The House of the Dead One and Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you can share with us about that game right now? Not really. I, I, you, in our, in our plan, you shouldn't be aware of the of the remake. In fact, but uh, as Forever Entertainment is a stock exchange company, we had to announce to the to the to the stock market. Okay. Uh, and and the announcement, small announcement, leaked. In fact, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because we, we, I can't say anything because we want to announce in a proper way. We, sh- we want to show some material, some trailers, etc. Mm-hmm. So of course I can't say anything, but when, when we will announce, it will be with some details and some materials and etc. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So we actually don't know anything. We, we think we know, but we don't. No one said there was a remake of the House of the Dead one and two. Forget what you saw. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ben, my final question is always the same for all guests. Do you remember, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in the the US, uh, Sega promoted the Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. which we in Europe know as the Mega Drive, but uh, they promoted it as having blast processing uh, as, as a way to uh, differentiate it from the SNES. So, so mm-hmm. the Genesis had blast processing. Uh, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Let's say blast processing is a thing, is a real thing, and can make things better and more powerful and whatever. What would you add blast processing to? Uh, I, I want to add it to TA. 
okay. EA Publishing. You know what? Because we have a lot of extremely exciting projects and uh, discussions. And sometimes it takes some time and it's a bit long sometimes. Uh, and I really want to sign the contract and announce all the projects we have because we have crazy projects for the, all the video game fans. And uh, it's always the worst part waiting for uh, to, to sign, to, you know, the legal uh, work is the yeah. worst part of the job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if we can add this strange thing you said <laughs> to, <laughs> to speed up things, uh, I mean. Okay. TA Publishing. Now with blast processing. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, in, in France, the, the Sega was extremely strong in marketing. And in France, the ad was uh, with, uh, with a very, very strong guy, you know, a punk guy with uh, strange airs saying Sega is stronger than you. Yeah. And it's extremely like famous. In, uh, yeah. 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 So it's extremely <laughs> famous. It, it, no, everyone, even if you don't play video games, you know, the, you know, this from the, from the Sega marketing. Weird times, different times for video game yeah, marketing as well. Exa- yeah, really, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the Sega Lounge. Um, thank you. All the best for uh, your current and future projects. And yeah. please be sure to come back when you can to talk a little bit more about upcoming sure, games. Sure, I will tell you and let's see if we can, uh, if I can make my uh, sound test for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll have another challenge ready for you at that time. Yes. Great. Great. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, bye. Thank you very much to Ben for coming on the Sega Lounge. I hope you've enjoyed the interview we had with Ben, his Sega Lounge challenge. What's that sound? And since winter is almost over, it actually ends in one or two days, at least in the North Hemisphere, I hope we get some news on Panzer Dragoon Remake soon. So hear that, Ben? Winter is almost over, so (laughs) hopefully we'll get the game very, very soon in our hands. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, let me talk about something that is very dear to my heart. So last week we had Radio Sega 10 years live. This week, Radio Sega as a whole turns 14 years old. What a beautiful age. And how old are we right now? Yeah, it's been 14 years since Radio Sega has been playing music 24-7. Sega music 24-7. And with awesome live shows. That's why there's a special mini event on Saturday, March 21st. Which is actually the anniversary date for Radio Sega. It's called Radio Sega's Jammin' 14th. And so this event will feature some live shows, including yours truly with a special The Sega Mix show. It's a different kind of show. There are four segments, one with retro Sega music, one with modern Sega music, another one with a theme, and then another one that is a free-for-all. And people can request music for three of these segments, for all of them except for the feature segment that's picked by me. That's how it's going to work this Saturday. If you want to learn more about this mini celebration event, you can go to radiosega.net for more news. So I will end this show with the same recommendations that I did last week. Um, We're all very, very concerned about the current state of affairs in in the world. Every country uh, virtually has been affected by the coronavirus uh, outbreak 
in one way or another. Uh, some countries and some people more than others. But, you know, there are concerns. There's insecurity. There's you know, uncertainty. People are scared. So what I want to ask of you, listeners, and I will try to do the same, is to follow the recommendations we've been getting from health authorities, from governments. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay at home unless you really need to go out. And if you do, go straight home afterwards and take a shower and wash your clothes. Do whatever you need to do to protect yourself. Let's all work together to prevent the virus from spreading even more. We're all in this together. It's really a matter of life or death right now. So please, please be aware of the real danger we are in. Uh, you can count on the Sega Lounge. I'll be here for the next few weeks and months, uh, hopefully, to bring you some quality interviews and entertainment. If you feel like it, please check out the previous episodes of the show if you haven't, if you're new around here. If you learned about this because of the Panzer Dragoon episode, please go back and uh, check out some of my other interviews. We have over 100 interviews you can listen to, so that's awesome if you're isolated, or in quarantine, as most of us probably are right now. You can head over to thesegalounge.com. We have a new website, so go to thesegalounge.com. It actually just redirects to anchor.fm right now, but uh, soon we'll have news on that. So you can uh, use this from now on, thesegalounge.com. That's where you can find the podcast, where you can find previous episodes and all the links to all your favorite podcast services as well. Or you can just use your podcatcher of choice and just download or stream the episode there. We're always there. Every Friday, when you start your Friday, you can listen to a brand new interview or wherever you, or whenever you want, because it's a podcast and it's recorded for your pleasure. Yeah. Also, feel free to follow the show's official Twitter account. That's the thing as well now, at the Sega Lounge on Twitter for podcast-related posts and news and also some uh, sneak peeks of future episodes, some best moments of previous episodes as well. Every suggestion, subscription, and positive review is always appreciated, so I can keep improving the show and making it better for you guys. So if you have any suggestions, if you want me to change anything, to add anything to the show, anything that you want me to, to know about uh, how the Sega Lounge is affecting your life, for example, making it better, or worse, but hopefully better, let me know. You can find me at kc at radiosega.net as well. That's my email. Or send me a voice message on Anchor or maybe just at the Sega Lounge on Twitter as well. Next week, I will come back with a brand new guest, which is actually not brand new because it's a returning guest. Yes, and it's also another French guest. Next week, we'll have Cédric Biscay co-producer of Shenmue 3 for a very candid and interesting interview looking back at the development of Shenmue 3. Until then, stay safe, stay at home, and enjoy your week and games. Did you know that Animal Crossing is out right now? The moment the podcast is available, Animal Crossing is available as well. So, oh... Yes, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'll be playing a lot of that. I know it's not Sega, but don't judge me. Okay, thank you very much for listening. 
I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of radio shows and podcasts. Theme song by OSC. Find them at opensciencecollective.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net or send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of The Sega Lounge by going to anchor.fm slash thesegalounge and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.